1: This episode of the Cult Popsha podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, get up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, give us something to talk about in the post-credits scene at the end of each episode, or join us for our monthly movie club Zoom call where we discuss a film together, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com. Cult <laughs>
2: there's a ghost in the podcast and that ghost is me aj <laughs> i'm dead uh welcome along that's right to... Dead excited to talk about <laughs> welcome along to cold Show, everybody where we're continuing on with our spooktober spooky podcast series um, and I'm excited. I'm joined as usual by Richard, and um, we could not be recording this at a spookier time of day, Richard. It's uh ten to five in the afternoon, early evening. Mm. It's very sunny out. Um, <laughs> I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't be more spooked. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the, well, the, it, it is fitting because this is this tends to be the time I watch scary movies,
2: right? You so, know, so, so that you don't get. Yeah, scared. so this
1: is actually a time I associate. With horror, horror.
2: like very Texas chainsaw massacre of you. Thank you. A a, a, um, what a dusk horror movie
1: Mm. till dawn. No, (laughs) Mm -hmm. twilight breaking dusk. (laughs)
2: terrifying we're really getting off to a terrifying start here <laughs> so today on the podcast we put out a a mandate to all of our listeners as well as um some of the kolpobsha family um mm. our sometimes hosts who aren't here right now um where we thought you know it's spooktober so let's get a little spooky and let's all share experiences of our spookiest you know our spookiest pop cultural experiences we we sort of originally envisioned this similar to yeah. our pop cultural mount rushmore episode um, which
1: i think is a great off week episode one of the highlights and
2: i think i think that's essentially what this is but i think um people are going to lose the metaphor if you go it's your pop cultural mount rushmore but also it's the spooky, version. spooky yeah. so so this episode is going to be called something like spooky pop cultural experiences but i did think we could gamify it a little bit so yeah. what i'm thinking is sort of a a reverse engineered bingo right so everybody listening to this pull out a pen and paper, pull out a notes app, do something I'm sure is really inconvenient because you're probably listening to this at a time where mm. your hands aren't it, free. Yeah, if
1: you're driving, <laughs> don't do that. Just take a mental note if you're driving. Yeah, fine. yeah.
2: And how this is going to work is that um, we have four different categories. So there's four rounds, and whenever someone has sent in something or one of us says something that is has either happened to you or you relate to or whatever you get a point i'm gonna say you get two points for if it's exactly it and one point for if it's a similar situation some of these are very tailored to the individual so obviously mm. it's not going to be like the exact same for everyone uh and then on the discord which you can find a link to in the show notes or comment on wherever you're listening to this um let us know what your high score is you know who who will get the highest score of the the most spooked listener of the show. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> Um, So yeah, how this is going to work is we have four rounds. The first round is the earliest media you remember spooking you. The second round is the spookiest media you've ever seen to this day. The third round is media that wasn't intended to be spooky, but still spooked you. And the fourth round is something spooky that happened to you in real life. We have got loads of comments to get through. So Richard, um, I've just realized I haven't sent you the... (laughs) the, I'm really in the dark here. <laughs> I'm going to send you that now. in the dark. <laughs> I'm going to send you that now and we can um maybe alternate going through them together. Um and yeah, let's let's get I these are my favorite off weeks, the ones where we just we just commiserate in living life as a consumer of pop culture c- together. Putting, putting you know? the misery
1: and commiserate. <laughs>
2: exactly <laughs> so uh let's begin with um our first um our first submission which is from jess from cult popshire one of our cult popshire family members at one of our sometimes hosts and this is for the earliest media you remember spooking you and jess has said the glee the gloom glozer from beyond the deep woods are you familiar with this
1: uh i'm no- i'm only familiar with this because jess has mentioned it on another podcast Mm. um i was one of the games we played and she right. explained this gloom Glosser thing that is like this this hair a terrifying reaper of death um yeah. uh see if i can find a picture of it and
2: it's from a book series called beyond the deep woods I
1: yeah think. um yeah it's essentially like it, it's like a it looks like a grim reaper but it has like giant like ram like horns and big mm. um uh like uh curly kind of claws mm. um and it's it's a pretty pretty uh terrifying description uh, i mean mm-hmm. um illustration uh my description wasn't particularly cl- terrifying <laughs> but yeah no that i can understand that would be spooky and because I, I i'm also not familiar with beyond the deep woods but i presume that that's some kind of uh you know aimed at uh, it's a children's fantasy novel, yeah, um, yeah. So it's like it's aimed at kids. So what are they doing, making these uh, scary creatures Spooking just like that?
2: It's so you have these constants you have when you grow up. You know, if I ever make children's entertainment one day, ever make children. I would, I would want to. <laughs> I would want to put something spooky in there so that everyone has Mm. something to relate to when they're older, you know. Um, So yeah, if you are also spooked by the gloam glosser, that's that's a point for you. (laughs) Um, I should also say, um, we haven't taken in everyone's comments. I've I've sort of cherry picked the best examples because otherwise we would be here uh, for a lot longer (laughs) than whatever the time code currently is. Um, Do you want to read out the next thing? Uh, The next one's
1: from Aaron, uh, who's our, our Oscars host. Uh, We're bringing mm-hmm. every year, um, and uh, so he said probably a tie between the Blair Witch Project or the Bone Collector, which he uh, clarifies as a Denzel Washington movie that has twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. And this is
2: the beauty of early Spooks, yeah. is that. There's no discrimination. It doesn't have to be high art. It doesn't have to be like a Kubrickian, um, you know, <laughs> like sort yeah. of sort of surrealist thing. It can just be a, a bad movie that that happened to get
1: you. Mm.
2: All right. Well, I thought of, I, after we share each of the you know various uh, sometimes fam host bam. fam bam uh, submissions, we could share our own. So Richard, the earliest media I remember spooking me was a Thomas the Tank Engine episode uh called duck takes charge i used to love thomas the tank engine uh and there's a scene where the fat controller gets real angry at everyone and he goes silence and it like crash zooms in on him and the if you haven't seen the thomas tank engine show from the 90s it's all like little wooden figures that the represent. acting is so wooden <laughs> my point is the only movement is like the remote controlled trains moving like mm. no one's mouth moves so it's just this crash zoom on this little figurine of the fat controller and i watched it as an adult and like i'm not surprised this scared me
1: as a yeah, kid it's I, terrifying. i've seen this as well and I, I i must have been you that that showed it to me mm-hmm. but i i feel like i may have seen it in like like reddit posts you know of things that scared you as a kid right but maybe i'm oh, just conflating that
2: Maybe I wasn't the only one who was scared by Ooh. Duck Takes Charge. Duck, by the way, being inexplicably the name of one of the trains. <laughs> um, his name was Duck. Um, so if, if you, I mean, again, is there, have, you, have you got a point, listeners? Is this, was anyone else scared by the fat controller yelling silence? Because I remember loving Thomas the Tank Engine, but clarifying with mum whenever a new episode would come on and the title card would come up, being like, is this Duck Takes Charge? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. of Because I couldn't, couldn't read, read it, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, if whenever, is- whenever
1: Rugrats would come on, I would, have, I would go, what's it say? What's it say? And then someone who could read would have to come in and tell yeah. me, and I would get very upset if they didn't make it in time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what was the earliest memory you have of being spooked by? Uh,
1: so it's actually quite similar to my little Rugrats story just then. So uh, mm. there's a show called Fireman Sam, um, mm. and... Uh, the
2: Rebels Postman Pat. It is. It's <laughs> the same vein as
1: Postman Pat. Um, it's now all CG, but it was that kind of claymation sort of, or you know, halfway between sort of thing. And so I need to take you back a little bit further. A- as a kid, I had mm. I had very sensitive hearing. I had I had grommets in my ear, if you know what those are. They're like little tubes they put little, in your ear. Little dogs, <laughs> little um, claymation yeah, yeah. dogs. Yeah, these these little tubes they put in your ear. They 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 stay in there for I don't know how long, and then I think they just naturally fall out. I vaguely remember getting them taken out, but um, it's essentially like if your ears build up a lot of wax and whatnot, which mine still do. Same you know, it's just way. so I can like drain them out, sort of thing. And as a result of this, I had I had very sensitive hearing, uh, which I hilariously referred to as my loud ears um which is (laughs) one of these things that um uh it's very funny when people make fun of me for it you know like i'm willing to admit that i mean it's gonna get old pretty fucking quick now that i've made it out there publicly but (laughs) someone mentioned it at my 21st old richard
2: loud ears martin
1: (laughs) yeah like you you've referenced it before to me um, mm-hmm. Which I thought was very funny, and but like it's one of those things because it was such like a like my family thing growing up that as I've gotten older I've told people about and someone told the story my sister told the story at my twenty first and then it was just people you weren't at my twenty first but um no. <laughs> there was like people would reference my loud ears to me and it's just this mm. funny thing that it's like what you know was this very inner circle kind of thing getting getting bigger and bigger but anyway, i had very sensitive hearing and so i would like wear earplugs to the movies so that like it would like <laughs> make the movies a normal kind of volume i could hear it properly. right yeah there was fireman sam had this uh this theme song and it, it when it would end the title would come in with this like big whoosh and this big like electronic kind of sound that was like a massive crescendo and i would I run out of-
2: it in the i'll put it in the episode yeah yeah if me.
1: you can find uh, because i think I've, I've looked for it before and there's like a dozen different versions of the same theme song mm. so I'll, I'll see if i can find the right one and yet i would run out of the room very scared of that noise big five and sand fan though um but just one part of the theme song i i could not watch
2: wow if anyone relates or anything similar to that i feel like loud sounds and kids shows are probably mm. quite a i feel like that's the kind of thing that you mention to someone and it, and it suddenly awakens a, a deep-seated mm. memory of another loud sound that they were scared of as a kid <laughs> Um, bit more scream on the Discord. Everyone has fun Halloween or Phantasm related nicknames on the Discord at the moment. Um, they commented Blair Witch trailer nineteen ninety-nine. I was nine. I went to the bathroom before going to sleep after having seen the trailer earlier that day. I'd seen a few posters of it and heard about it because the marketing for that film was absolutely groundbreaking. I came out of the washroom and she was standing there <laughs> down the hall outside of my bedroom, hunched a bit because she was so tall one skinny mangled arm around my doorframe welcoming me back to my room i screamed and ran straight downstairs when my parents were watching king rat spent the whole night with the light on still never seen it Mm -hmm. i like this is the only one that that ascertains that the monster is real yeah yeah, yeah. the the literal blair Witch, someone you don't actually see in the movie um Mm. was (laughs) was, was,
1: you you do see her later on like in um she's in the movie blair Witch, i'm pretty sure
2: Uh, okay that sounds uh very much like it would have been earned and not ruined the mystique at all
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty sure there's a um like a a figurine you can get of the Blair Witch Uh, Um,
2: she looks pretty spooky a lot of people got to be getting points for this I'm sure Blair Witch for people of a certain age was was quite spooky
1: yeah I mean it's a lot of people's fireman Sam isn't it
2: yeah it's a lot of people's duck takes charge <laughs>
1: <laughs> um all right the next one we've got is uh for pat dot 748 on instagram uh it says googling ghosts are real with friends at the age of seven was very spooky
2: relatable i yeah, mean i was maybe is, a yeah. little bit older than seven but you know i think we've talked about this on previous spooktober episodes that like one of my most cherished memories was like looking up spooky shit with my friends when I was Mm. like 11 or 12. Um, So yeah, can relate to that. Uh, We also got a comment on discord from um, a very fun, non spooky username. That is uh, Vinny is not squared a weeb on discord. Um, And Vinny said, earliest thing I remember scaring me was the old THX logo that would play Mm -hmm. before movies. I learned what the mute button was because I dreaded every time the loud hum would come in. Very similar to your, Mm fireman sand. and
1: loud ears have a
2: and the, we got a few and the, i think there's a couple more coming up we got a few uh loud logo sounds <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh yeah next one uh, the last one for these um this first round is from carlisle who uh recently um made our new problematic corner theme song if you oh yes Um,
2: thank you carlyle
1: thank you carlyle um see when i was a youngling probably about nine my neighbor would occasionally drive me and my brothers to school along with her children for some reason reason she decided that the most sensible school trip listening in the dark early hours of the morning was one of the editions of the radio play of war of the worlds i'd never gotten nightmares from spooky media since but that shit fucked me up yeah that is like there's some spooky shit in there like i mean i'm mostly familiar with the musical version which is pretty good mm. and the, even that has like some some spooky shit in it
2: do you think anyone any of our listeners were alive when like the famed radio play hoax happened and they're like adding this to their points <laughs> <Because laughs> like, Yeah, you know, i was scared by the radio player
1: of war of the worlds <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: Cool. well the next the next category we put out there was the spookiest media you've ever seen to this day and um, we got a couple of uh submissions from our family from our uh sometimes hosts here at Cop Popsha. um Aaron from Cop Popsha said the scariest sub piece of media would be the scene from Mulholland Drive with the homeless witch woman which yeah. i love i love reading that places and like people always cite that as one of the scariest things i've ever seen and i think that's really cool and i think there's something really special about that scene in mulholland drive and especially because i saw it without knowing any Mm. knowing that there was a famous scary scene in it yeah and i think it is scary particularly because of how simple it is Mm. and how it just it just does what it said like they tell you in the movie something's gonna happen (laughs) <laughs> Something, something's got, there's a homeless they literally say i think that there's a homeless person outside that looks really scary and it's just the super chilling moment you should check it out on youtube if you haven't seen the movie mm. or watch the movie i guess
1: but it's also like not a scary movie so you're kind of like you don't expect a jump scare
2: that's a good point yeah 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 uh
1: emily uh one of our you know sometimes hosts uh mentioned the alien birthday scene from signs
2: mm. very much the the um the second the probably most Sam. <laughs> The Fireman Salve of scary influential media. I think this goes hand in hand with the Mole drive scene as as like maybe maybe the best scariest or like most authentic jump scares in horror movie history, I want to say. Um there's a movie I saw recently I really like called Creep, which weaves You've the been idea going of a
1: fucking all about.
2: Creep is amazing. It weaves the idea of a jump scare into like the narrative language of it. It's great. Um but uh I made a uh video essay earlier this year about the scene and um because it scared me as well and, and I thought it was terrifying and is maybe one of the most um you know biggest touchstones for people who were bored in nineteen ninety-three. <laughs> mm. sorry there's a police car going past.
1: Is that the scariest thing you've ever heard?
2: Yeah. <laughs> police of repression. Mm. oppression, oppressive police. So I thought I would I would come in here with my the spookiest media I think I've ever seen because uh I have said on record that the birthday party scene from signs is the scariest thing I've ever seen Uh, but I think The Grudge I saw The Grudge like a year after Signs when I was 11 or 12 and I remember feeling like that was much scarier than Signs but it's not as good of a movie so I don't like to be like yeah the most I've ever been scared is (laughs) by the 2005 American Grudge movie Mm. um, because I think Signs is a much better movie and it's way cooler to be like yeah I also had this experience with everyone but if you've seen The Grudge I remember seeing a trailer for it when it was on in the movies and the like little boy. Boy, like next to the bed and he goes like ah! and it, it's just i remember seeing that on tv and just being like it sounds hilarious. this is this is the goddamn scariest thing i've ever seen like <laughs> this is how is this allowed to be made and then i remember my parents got it out on dvd for movie the family movie night and just being like i am going to hate myself for watching this and i sort of watched it you know behind my you head. you sort my of hated fingers. yourself ever since yeah that's true that was the that was what did it (laughs) what's the scariest piece of media you've seen to this day richard
1: uh all right the scariest piece of media i've ever seen is um so i I recently played through doki doki literature club um Mm -hmm. which is a, a dating sim that uh turns pretty spooky um mm-hmm. and i and i said it's probably the scariest video game i've ever played uh but because it's probably the only scary video game i've ever played <laughs> but it's a ducky ducky literature club is such as it's, it's such a great game you can finish it in like three hours and i did it all in one sitting kind of thing but it goes on for like just a bit too long as like a dating sim but like in a good way mm-hmm. like it goes on because, it, it, like, when you start the game, it's, like, this is, like, disturbing. Do not play this if you're under 18. Like, very makes it clear, like, this is contains disturbing content. But it's, like, and then it then goes on for, like, over 90 minutes of, like, this is just a dating sim, isn't it? And then, <laughs> boom, and something scary happens. And, yeah, it's, nice. it's, a, it's a very fun thing. But uh, that is not the scariest piece of media. That, that's the scariest piece of, like, you know, the, the kind of the big tears of... Um, media you've got like video games movies tv shows books um the scariest thing i've ever seen um or is scariest media i've ever consumed um and i think you actually know more about this than i do because i i haven't it's not saying i've tried to revisit um because it's too scary but this there's this web comic that it's like a spooky web comic (laughs) and you scroll through it and then at a certain point, it like it expects you expect to a big dramatic reveal, and then the page the web page scrolls for you, and this head this terrifying face turns around, um, yeah. and it makes this loud noise, and and it's like it's unfairly scary. Like I yeah. hate I fucking hate these like or the, the the maze thing that gives you a fright that got mm. me as well, and I like fell off my computer chair and like. <laughs> pinched some fucking nerve in my ribs it went like when i was like yeah but yeah that i i you mentioned it recently i think in the last i mentioned like, it on the discord in the last yeah. month or so it's yeah. called
2: like walking home at night or something like that
1: yeah um, and it's like you can
2: find it if you look at look up like
1: scary shit scary you know? webcomic but yeah no it's like I, I it was a repressed memory that i'd completely forgotten about until you mentioned it and um <laughs> yeah fucking scary shit not unfairly scary
2: it's a good way to put it um sam stanley on facebook uh commented that the two movies that still inst- instill paranoia in me are uh, lights out and it follows i'm a very secluded person so the idea that people are focusing on me with malicious intent and in, is in the no and no longer and the no longer comfort of my own home disturbs me i think yeah. i can relate to that
1: yeah um uh, i believe uh jess actually said um Jess from Cult Popsha said uh it follows as well was the scariest movie she's seen.
2: But then she changed her answer and 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 I didn't include it. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're bummed out that not that your answer wasn't included, we didn't even include all of the actual Cult Popsha members' answers. Mm. So don't feel bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I found the thing. Um my cats just started scratching at the door when i said that (laughs) so i was like oh i found that scary comment (laughs) nick from maryland on uh discord said uh resident evil 7 got me real bad something about the ambience and how fucking gross that game has got to me good there's also this YouTube video of a Japanese guy going on a tour through his house during a typhoon, and it was also scared the pants off me for being incredibly eerie. It sounds
2: incredibly eerie. Yeah. but Don't want to see that. Yeah. Like,
1: um, it's uh, house tours, um, spooky house tours on YouTube. The Mister Blobby mm. one.
2: Oh, it's so good. <laughs>
1: it's so good. Do you want to tell the story? Oh,
2: so there's a there's a an abandoned. So uh, how far back do I go? Do people know who Mr Blobby is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really even know Mr. I very vaguely know who Mr Blobby mm. is. It's like a British character, kids show mascot kind of thing. Yeah, it'd be like a guy in a suit, and it's like this pink, Blob. friendly looking monster, Blobby monster. Um, and his voice is like modulated, so it's higher, and he goes. <laughs> sort of thing and um it's supposed to not be scary but i imagine a lot of british kids were scared by Mm, it jack whitehall
1: is famously terrified of it
2: right and then there was this clip oh that got uploaded to youtube once uh, someone found the abandoned mr blobby um like uh amusement park park, (laughs) theme park and it's just like it's in the middle of this forest and there's like all these sort of concrete it's a very poor excuse for a theme park it looks more like You ever been to like a New Zealand beach and gone to the playground? There's been like a stone whale or something that you can climb up. It's like that sort of vibe. Um, And this guy's like filming around and then he turns around and someone dressed as Mr. Blobby's standing there and, you know, Blair Blair Witches him basically. (laughs) Um, And I've just, you know, I've ruined it for you if you haven't seen it, but it's very funny and it's fun to prank people with. Um, if they know who Mr Blobby is you need a lot of context <laughs> uh, JJ Jessica Johnson on Instagram said I was lucky or maybe unlucky enough to be one of the first audiences to see Hereditary when it debuted at Sundance I was given a ticket by one of the staff members and was told basically it's about a family don't ask questions just go watch it only once in line did I hear rumblings about how scary it was and as someone who rarely watches horror I was less than stoked q one hundred. 20-something minutes of unhinged madness with an audience of unsuspecting fools like myself. I will never forget the uncomfortable shrieks slowly spreading through the audience as we all one by one found Tony Collette scurrying around the ceiling during the prolonged static shot or the sheer silence during the one scene. You know the part. Um, yeah. I was talking about this on Twitter with someone like this week that... um I I saw Hereditary in the cinema's and there's that scene where it like slow zooms out of um Alex Wolfe's bedroom and y- Tony Collette in ghost form is like sort of spider crawling along the roof and people noticed it at different times and I it's one of the most um kind of transcendent movie cinema going experiences mm. I've ever had hearing gasps across the cinema as people saw it at different well, times yeah, yeah. It was really cool. <laughs> That's good. Cool.
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Hereditary. Um, no. Did you and, find like, it scary? It, it's funny that JJJ, Jessica Johnson watched this under the best possible conditions. I watched it after a year of people telling me it was the best film of the year and that even though you don't like horror, this this transcends it. You know, it's like you, you just mm. have to watch it. So uh, I think it was New Year's Eve, actually. Mm. On, it was, uh, you know, middle of the day. Uh, it was very sunny I was like this is disarming I was very tired I think I'd been working the morning shift Um, so I was half asleep the glare was covering 90% of the screen Um, and I didn't think it was that good I'm sorry (laughs) Um, but I didn't
2: I will say this I do think hereditary is a more dramatically confronting movie than it is a scary movie but yeah. this is not the section for what's the most
1: dramatic Dramatically confronting. Confronting yeah but um I, I was like because i i even what I was, I was like you know not interested in poetry. and then when midsummer came out i was like oh, same fucking direct i don't have to you know go and then people were saying it was good and i was like i still really don't want to see it um and then i ended we ended up getting free tickets to it and so I was like, all right, fine, we'll go. And I thought it was incredible. I would love Midsummer, man. <laughs> what a good movie. Nice. Brentasm on Discord says, Spooky implies ghosts to me. So it might not be the scariest, but the ring spooked me right out. The lady's face during the tape where she just stares at the camera. Samara gradually coming out of the well. The horses, the hair, they really had that spooky aesthetic down. It's
2: very interesting that this seems to imply that uh, Brentasm... Doesn't think Samara is a ghost. Is Samara not like a classic example of a movie ghost? <laughs> um, but, but
1: no, I think we, no. That's his point. Ah, uh, he's saying it's not the scariest, but it implies ghost. So this is the one he bit
2: with. Ah, uh, right. I understand. I'm sorry. Um, we, we should pair this with the next comment that I've I've noted down here, which is from Grace Stapleton on Facebook. She said, "I've only w- started watching horror movies over the past year, and I wasn't expecting it to be as scary as everyone said, especially in the age of digital media." But The Ring was so tense and terrifying, haha. <laughs> and I really, I I I love that The Ring is kind of like the dark horse of of mid two thousands. It's probably the best. It's probably the best like mainstream horror of the two thousands. Mm. Um. For better or worse, I think there's a pretty poor decade for horror um but I do think there is something we've talked before um quite a few times actually about how like creepy pasta I think is so intriguing to those of a certain generation because it involves like how you consume media, and I think that 's mm-hmm. what attracted me to the ring so much was that it was about a videotape um, but to to brent's comment i I remember seeing samara coming out of the tv and stuff and being like holy shit i can never watch this
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've never yeah, i've never seen the ring but um i did i uh, was just doing some googling about the blue witch project some scientific thing has uh just proven the blue witch project to be the scariest film of all time and number two was as uh, good the ring wow so,
2: really that sounds apparently. a bit of a no i don't think gore vipinski's the ring is the scariest, second scariest movie of all time that sounds like a very western focused list i yeah. think i think if you included like japanese horror you, you, mm. you wouldn't have any american movie in that list <laughs> um the almighty watcher on discord also said an inconvenient truth was the spookiest media they've seen to this mm. day
1: uh vinnie is not a weeb on discord said the scariest thing for me was in high school i played dead space one in the middle of the night with headphones on at almost max volume i wanted to be fully enveloped by the game and thought it was a good idea damn game scared me half to death but is now my favorite horror game of all time cannot wait for the remake yeah the um the, like, playing video games and, like, trying to give yourself the, you know, the right thing. Mm. Just, like, a couple of nights ago, I just got these, like, the leaf lights that you can change color and you can make Alexa mm-hmm. change the color of them. And um, uh, one of them, like, reacts to, you can make yourself reacts to, like, to noise. Mm-hmm. There's one, it's it's called Hot Sauce is the name of the color. Um, and it's just, like, reds and oranges and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it reacts to noise. And I was like, oh, I'll put this on and play a little bit of Dear by Daylight. Um, and it was you know middle of the night kind of thing, and dead by daylight's loading screen is a heartbeat, um mm-hmm. and then so it was like, doo-doo, doo-doo. and my and and in time with the heartbeat, the room just lights up completely with red, and I was like, <laughs> ah, I'm gonna turn this off. <laughs> 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 it's just too scary. Yeah. Yeah. And my my other like very similar to to Vincent, um, uh, similar kind of thing is I was playing one of the Arkham games. I think it might be Asylum and i had your headphones on in my bed playing and there's this level where you're up against the scarecrow and it's like you know scarecrow's whole thing is he makes shit scary for you and just the audio it's in like surround sound so it moves you know you've got headphones and it moves like from left to right and it's like Mm -hmm.
2: you shouldn't be here you shouldn't (laughs) be here
1: and it was like the fucking scare i had to turn it off
2: (laughs) yeah yeah i understand that um i um recently my flat and i we tried to play alien isolation Mm. um which is you know quite a famously scary i think playstation 4 game playstation 3 game and um there was like a point, like handing the controller to me, and it was like, I can't do this. <laughs> it's, it I'm is a too, little boy, <laughs> yeah. It is too scary. I actually cannot keep playing this. <laughs> Mike Tasm on Discord says, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is still the scariest film I've seen. The moment when you realize the grandpa is still alive and starts sucking the blood from the tip of her finger man, such a visceral and brutal movie. And yeah, I think that's a really good. If we were ranking these, I think that'd be a really good. Condition yeah i would say scary it's things. scarier
1: than gore Vabinsky's the ring I, like i, I think <laughs> i think visceral is the right word like yeah, um yeah. texas chainsaw massacre obviously is dated and in, in certain ways but like it's just it's a it's a gross movie it's gritty mm. and it's like it was made for such a small budget and uh, like the the actor the actress who plays the like the the final girl is like so good at being horrified that you it genuinely feels it feels and looks like a snuff film i think is, is mm. the whole thing you
2: yeah. Know? yeah yeah it feels like you're watching a live leak like you're watching mm. something that you shouldn't it's not legal to possess yeah <laughs> well if if you're
1: watching the second one in a news,
0: imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time
1: New
2: Zealand, uh, you are. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs>
1: jibuchold on discord uh says eternal darkness for the gamecube despite not aging well still holds the record for me for raw nope fuck this power there's a jump scare crash zoom on a bathtub full of blood that was the exact point i stopped playing the game handed it off to a friend and it was the exact point he stopped too
2: another crash zoom (laughs) makes Mm. its way into into this episode
1: the (laughs) scariest of all zooms
2: it is the scariest of all zooms or is the vertigo shot more or um, or like
1: a a good dramatic slow zoom
2: yeah maybe maybe zoom is just a scary maybe maybe zoom
1: is the scariest camera movement (laughs) and then
2: yeah um cool well hey let's move on to our third category which is media that wasn't intended to be spooky but still spooked you and i thought this was the most fascinating of all the answers some of them are like haha yeah i guess they were scary but some of them are like yeah (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like so, some of them are like yeah that is scary and i can't quite put my finger on it and that kind of thing is scarier than something you can like that's the definition of scary is mm. you know fear of the unknown um so we've got um jess from our family from our cult popular family uh said Shanks the railway cat um and which, from the movie from cats, cats oh, yeah
1: which generally um yeah I, I i played the song over and over again one day because mm. it's the best song in cats and mm. uh, induced a uh, mild panic attack induced
2: <laughs> but then similarly jeremy our other sometimes host commented it genuinely frightens me that anyone thought russell crowe's performance as javert and les mis was good enough to release in film form very funny answer but it is you know they both independently gave us tom hooper musical adaptations <laughs> yeah. as the scariest thing that wasn't intended to be scary um, yeah, and Emily says Emily from Pop just says uh, Mr. Burns in the episode where he's mistaken for an alien. <laughs> yeah. I bring you love. Um, my answer to this is you know the song I think it's called Wuthering Heights yeah, yeah. by
1: Kate Bush. Heathcliff.
2: Oh, don't, don't 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 don't! It's actually like I think that is the scariest song ever written
1: yeah it is Kate bush has a terrifying voice
2: when when i mentioned this one uh, recently to a musical friend of mine and they were like what do you mean that's such a cheerful happy song and i was like is it i've always assumed it was this sorrowful like wailing (laughs) it sounds like the it, it sounds like it's being sung by like a cursed undead bride who's forever it would would be a great
1: uh like track for a horror movie of like Mm. like because it it does sound inherently a little bit creepy but it's also the kind of that great juxtaposition Mm. um yeah
2: yeah, and Wuthering Heights, the novel, is about ghosts, so I always assumed is it? that it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's about ghosts. Um, I always assumed it was intentional, but apparently people are supposed to like, people like the song and they find it pleasant. I don't. I wouldn't say I dislike it. I don't want to listen to it because I think it's really scary. I think the first time I ever heard it was, did your mum, when you would get up for school... <laughs> oh, did your mum? <laughs> did your mum, when you would get up for high school in the morning... Did she have like more FM on or like on the radio, yeah, like so breakfast I'm radio? On? Yet, sure. yeah. <laughs> and and you you hear like the worst like you, like I remember waking up to "Big Girls Don't Cry" by Fergie every day for Fuck what yeah. felt like six months, and I think that context is where I first heard "Wuthering Heights" by Kate Bush. Right, was like slowly waking up to this this sorrowful, <laughs> ghostly wailing that like lured me out of my dreams, and I just thought it was so scary. Nice. Um, so that's. that's my answer Media media that isn't supposed to be spooky that really scares me what about you this one actually i
1: i kind of i didn't really come up with one that was like a great because it's this is the one that like it you know demands like a great answer mm-hmm. the only kind of one that the main one that i that that my mind immediately went to was like i'm i i hate jump scares I just think they're lazy. I think they're stupid.
2: Oh, they're not in creep though, dude. They're woven into the narrative <laughs> and actually become like a convention of the like, story. Like I
1: can appreciate a a good jump scare if I know it's coming, you know? Like I can appreciate mm-hmm. what goes into crafting one. There's a great one in Sinister. There's a great one in uh, sign insidious. No, that, wait, what's Mulholland
2: is it, Drive? Is it insidious with the <laughs> You're um, thinking of insidious? Yeah, with, um, with the, Ethan the Darth Maul looking thing. No, okay, no. oh,
1: yeah, no, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, there is one in Insidious, there's also one in Sinister. <laughs> ah, okay, which yeah, the, the one with, with the Darth Maul looking one, and then there's also the, one of the Ethan Hawk one. There's also, um, a famously great one in Psycho 3, weirdly. Mm-hmm.
2: Is it the one which, sh- no, I'm thinking of The Exorcist 3. Where the yeah, it's The Exorcist 3. And- sorry. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that always fascinated me. I've only ever seen that clip. Yeah, so. And I just thought that was that was really spooky.
1: But, uh, yeah, and like, I remember, because you know I hate jump scares, I remember um, you saw it too before I did, and mm. you like messaged me that there was a jump, sk- that you were going to like be like, oh, hey, by the way, there's a bit. When they look under the bed, there's a jump scare. Uh, because there wasn't really jump scares in the first one.
2: There's like one, but it's expected. So you're already like yeah. tense.
1: Um, and this. then you're like, oh, I'll, I'll let Richard know about the jump scare in the second mm-hmm. one. And then the second one's entirely jump scare. So you're like, well, there's one when they look under the bed and then the whole rest <laughs> of the movie's is filled with them. But the, the one jump scare that always gets me because it's like I'm always just slightly off with the timing. I'm like, it's going to be now. No, and then is mm-hmm. in the dark night when... Um, uh, Nesta Carbino's character, who plays the mayor of Gotham, um, yeah. it, it, when he, he's it's at the the football with some game, and he's looking out the window. No, that,
2: he's in his bil- He's in his office.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: You're thinking of Dark Knight Rises. I am thinking of Dark
1: Knight no Rises, and so he's looking out the building, and then the fake uh, Batman killed mm. slams on the glass in front of him, and it's like I've never been able to not actually be jump scared. Interesting.
2: by Interesting. Interesting. Nice. Hmm. Uh, Tall Ritz Man on Discord says, I once woke up from a nightmare to the melting Barbie theme song because of autoplay. Does that count? Um, I'm assuming referring to our Barbie episode where we played it. A another theme song written by carlisle <laughs> um made by carlisle that uh eventually divulged into uh madness so i'm glad that we made it onto this list <laughs> mm. that cold pop the cold Popture podcast made it into media that wasn't intended to be spooky but still spooked you <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh sam stanley says on facebook said as a child the simpsons freaked me out at times the gore and itchy and scratchy upset me and then there was the one episode when bart falls for a slightly older girl next door laura powers and in a fantasy sequence she tears his heart out and discards it the color palette and sinister voice she had turned me off the show for quite some time that's a great scene and i remember seeing like a um a behind the scenes of that um uh and about like doing the foldy for like the heart being thrown and stuff like that right yeah it's um it's a great scene and it's one of those like really artistic things that the simpsons like doesn't do a lot right that like the the way the color palette changes well i mean
2: and that can be the scariest thing is when a a tv show you rely on suddenly does um you know, something unexpected. I remember the first time seeing the reveal shot of Nosferatu in that Spongebob episode. Yeah. That gave that gave me a fright the first mm. time I saw that.
1: <laughs>
2: um Scott Dore on Instagram says there was an ad for a TV on TV for a show about dangerous animals where a snake had come up a toilet pipe and had its head sticking out of the bowl. Scared me shitless. Uh. <laughs> I don't
1: know
2: if that's not intended to be spooky. I'm sure that crossed their mind. <laughs> yeah. Hey, to
1: Tell you what, another um spooky thing like that that just awoke in me which was I, I i like i i maintain this is intended to be spooky but everyone's like no richard that's a funny scene but the the trailer for evolution the t- which it was almost one uh, our pod our patreon podcast um and i was <laughs> glad it didn't <laughs> so i didn't have to watch it but the, this movie evolution from i think 2000 it's got david Duchovny in it mm-hmm. and the trailer sure for Nolan's that scared gone. the fucking shit out of me Um, with this bug that goes under the guy's skin i recently saw the the scene on tiktok actually and i was like this must be part of the scene but there's something there's a joke about the guy's dick or something like that but yeah god this like bug crawling under his skin fuck no thank you
2: that was in The Mummy. You managed that in The Mummy fine. Yeah,
1: but I I didn't see it in The Mummy until I was 26. Right, sorry, um, sorry. I saw this when I was, a trailer for it when I was seven. They played it at like Muppets in Space. And I was <laughs> like, what are you doing? What it's Muppets this, in Space. This is supposed to be a safe space. And you're playing what is clearly a horror movie trailer. <laughs>
2: um uh hedy mccarthy on instagram says the bbc opening sting on 90s children's vhs tapes i uh, check this out and the comment section on the video on the youtube video for the bbc opening sting is full of people being like this is the cause of my trauma this is the <laughs> origin of my trauma um i'll put a i'll put the clip in here Um, and I think what's scary about this is that it's like it—it it sounds again, it sounds very sorrowful. It sounds like for something that's supposed to like come before a like kids show or whatever, it sounds more like it's um like scoring a death scene in like ER or something, right. like, like someone dying, and it, like it's, it almost sounds sad, it sounds longing, that sort of thing. <laughs> I
1: was like the do 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 mm. yeah, right. yeah. I just yeah. found it.
2: And I feel like that is again that's 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 in the ballpark of your fireman Sam thing of a being. No, like my fireman thing. sam one's way cooler.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh Chris underscore Blackmore said, yep, yep, Muppets.
2: The the yep, 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 Muppets from uh, oh, right. Sesame Street.
1: <laughs> I thought they were just like, yep, yep, yep Muppets. That's mine. No, the the
2: <laughs> yep, 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 oh, yeah, yep, 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 yep um carlisle again on discord says this is going to sound hilarious but the first time i got into minecraft i had to play it on peaceful difficulty because i found the noises of the skeletons and shit would and shit would make when i couldn't see them but i knew they were there to me to be too intense i I relate to this i one of the earliest memories i have of being scared of a video game was playing um the chicken run playstation one adaptation and you have to play as ginger walking around the the coop um and the dogs are are patrolling and you could see where th- where everything was on a little mini map and i just remember finding that so scary that i could see where they were on the mini map in relation to me mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I get, I get it i get like not scary video games being scary
1: yeah yeah well especially like it's interesting the the kind of the most common thread in this is spooky noises
2: mm. auditory
1: Mm. which or... actually leads me into my next one but we're not there yet um <laughs> uh so the almighty watcher on discord said uh i saw the truman show when i was like nine or ten and it made me question my own existence and gave me so much anxiety about existence and life and the purpose of life and those thoughts really fucked with me for a lot of years a that's very sick. very existential it's lovecraftian mm. horror <laughs> yeah
2: yeah i think there's a um that's a special kind of spook Hmm. Spookiness that makes you question reality is, is hmm. different to um, you know, Fireman Sam and Loudy is <laughs> <laughs> Kirk Flum on Instagram says Spielberg's E.T. damn alien was ugly and gave me nightmares in fact at primary school we were given sheet music to take home for recorder lessons and one was the E.T. theme which had a picture of E.T. on it I couldn't have it in my room at night so I hid it under the couch in the lounge sorry John Williams <laughs> I'm sure you did John Williams a favour by not playing his <laughs> score on hmm. recorder
1: I, I, missed, I missed the fact that it said it had a picture of E.T. on it so I thought it was just the <laughs> sheet music he would look at it and be able to hear the theme him and go no no no. it <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, he, he does have a point though. ET is a print is not like not not a scary image. You well, know? It's, it's this
1: mo- it's yeah similar to like clowns.
2: Yeah, right, totally. Yeah, yeah. it's more the context that, that the story of ET is told and that make it makes mm. it less scary um cool well now we're going to move to our final category richard which is uh, re- re- you know getting out of the realms of pop culture somewhat to talk about something spooky that happened to you in real life um which i love that we included this i love that we've gone off script for this one and i think maybe the best stories actually come
1: yeah, from good.
2: this so let's all let's all gather around the campfire and tell each other the, the and times sing our
1: campfire song
2: <laughs> we nearly died tell each other the times where something unexplained happened this is what spooktober is all about <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh jess uh said from cold pop just said uh almost got final destination once a bunch mm-hmm. of long metal rods fell off out the back of a ute in front of me and had to fully pull a vin diesel out of there <laughs> this is a great not only a great way to describe it but um god this is like you know if at all possible i will not drive behind a truck with stuff attached mm. to it just because of it. and i'm sure i'm not the only one so point to everyone who could relate to that <laughs> remember how we were doing points um i,
2: I haven't <laughs> forgotten i just didn't want to drive it into the ground like <laughs> mentioning it every time
1: and yeah the the the, the I, i've been driving behind cars or like i've been passengers never been while i'm driving but a tire flying off and a trailer disconnecting oh and just God. like fucking flying across the road um, that's why so i don't drive tricky, dude
2: yeah uh, <laughs> um jeremy from cold popster also said sat in a room next to a dead person for an hour and before i realized they were dead i uh, didn't provide any more contra- what context." A, a, what a what a
1: hilariously terrifying story <laughs> um and i wish we had more context and maybe jeremy will uh, kindly provide that in the discord hey, or something
2: a, a point to anyone who relates mm.
1: <laughs> so strap in this one's from Aaron um, and it says this is maybe more scary than spooky but one time I was asleep in my room on a Sunday morning when I hear the sound of my door opening and in my head I was just like oh it's just dad come to wake me up for our Sunday morning run which he did every week then I had another thought wait Mum and dad are away this weekend. I'm the only one in the house and there's definitely someone there. Oh, God, I'm about to be murdered. This is how it ends. And then sure enough, I hear a voice say, hey, bro. And I <laughs> so I prepare myself to be knife to death, roll over, open my eyes. And there's this guy standing there dressed in, like, going out town clothes. And he's like, I can't find my phone. And I'm like- okay so i get up and help him look for his phone he tells me that he can't remember anything from the previous night i never asked but i assume he thought we'd like met the night before in town and became friends and shared a taxi home or something because it turns out he'd slept in my brother's bed anyway we couldn't find his phone so he left he said he lived in my neighborhood as well like just down the street but i never saw him again this
2: is such an interesting story so this guy Used the fact that he couldn't remember what happened as like an excuse to be like, "I'm supposed to be here." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just broken into a house. <laughs> That's hilarious. My story happened to me recently, a couple of months back, um, and there's photos on my Instagram which you can check out if you're so interested. I made a TikTok about it as well. Um, I was sitting on my couch in the evening and I looked out the the window into like my courtyard where our our washing line is and between like the gap in the curtain that was covering the window and the window itself, the, the, there was a pair of underwear or something hanging on the line and just the way that everything was placed From my perspective, it looked like an incredibly realistic uh, eye (laughs) of an old man. Like this old man was just staring at me and my heart skipped a beat when I saw it. And then I sort of just sort of like... Started to understand what I was looking at. I took pictures of it. it's, it's. It's one of the craziest things that's ever happened to me. Yeah, it's just, it, it. It looks. It doesn't just look like an eye. It looks like an incredibly detailed eye. Yeah, yeah. But it, I, all I thought of it, it
1: looked is, like like a squid eye when you sent it to sure, me. It looked like Admiral Ackbar's yeah, yeah. looking
2: at you. Yeah, sure. It's sort of like it. What it is? It's the tag on a pair of underwear, like curled over. Um, with a few things on like you know behind it on the clothesline giving it the look of like it has an iris and like sort of a light glint in its eye it was the scariest thing i've ever seen (laughs) in real life um and i'll post i'll post it on the cop um instagram as well if people are interested um, so. i'm sure i posted it in the discord but this is the spookiest thing <laughs> all
1: right spookiest thing that's ever happened to me again mine was also recently, recently and another another auditory thing so oh i know the story <laughs> so quite often jess will go to bed before i do i snore quite badly so she likes to get a head start on sleeping <laughs> and she also she like can't sleep without a um this audiobook playing. There's a specific like narrator for audiobooks that she likes to fall asleep listening to kind of thing, mm-hmm. and she puts it on a timer for half an hour or whatever. So quite often I will just stay up doing what you know playing PlayStation or whatever, and then it's been about half an hour ago and then and it will have stopped because I can't fall asleep with <laughs> with it playing, and. So I go to bed. Probably been about an hour since Jess has got to bed. I think, you know, maybe I didn't have. Oh, no, I did have the week the next day, but Jess, you know, got to bed quite early. And I get in, and I I start to go to sleep. I start trying to go to sleep, and I can just hear the the faintest, like terrifying noise. And it's like I hear audiobooks played out. There's nothing playing, and it was. It's really hard to describe, but it's this like ethereal kind of. No, it's it's. I described it as being it's what you you imagine like heaven would sound like, mm. and it was Not so like
2: Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush. Yeah, <laughs> it
1: was it was this weird thing where it was like it was so faint, but it was like deafening at the same time because it mm. and it, it, I could tell it was coming from outside, and it was like, it, you know, it was so faint, but because it was through the wall to outside, it must be really loud outside, you know, and mm. so it was this like terrifying thing. And I was like lying in bed and I was messaging you and the discord being like, I can hear this noise. Like this is, and it was terrifying. And I, I started to get genuinely like really scared. I got in my own head about it and I was like, I, I actually need to go outside. I couldn't see anything out the window. And I was like, I need to go outside and, and see what it was. And then that was the last the discord heard of me for, um, for a few, <laughs> for over 12 hours. And, then when I came back and there was some funny memes about me going missing, which I which I very enjoy, very much enjoyed, um, but I did end up just going to sleep. But I did find out the source of the noise. Um, and then when I came back and people were like, what was, and then I was like, all right, who wants to know what the noise was? And then someone was like, what are you talking about? And I said, okay, I, I, and I didn't, and I never told the story. <laughs> I, I did have one or two people message me privately and be like, "Just between us, what is what was the noise?" Mm-hmm. So here is, uh, if anyone remembers that and is wondering, here's what the noise was. Uh, you've you've been hearing it underneath um, <laughs> the story I've been telling um, so far. It's it's a thing called crystal soundscapes, um, and that night, like as I was like, I put on pants to go outside, and I was like, oh, I'll just check just tell jess like you know so that someone knows where i've gone um if i disappear um so i was like jess jess and she wakes up pulls out her phone pauses uh this youtube video crystal soundscapes and goes what <laughs> um and so yeah for the first time ever she decided to fall asleep to something other than her audiobook and it's this <laughs> fucking horrifying noise and i had no idea and I, and she had the, it under her pillow which was why it was so muffled mm. and so yeah that was the scariest thing that's ever happened to me
2: oh wow score a point everyone if that ever happened <laughs> to you <laughs> um general bison on instagram says Brexit. it's the, the scariest thing that's mm. ever happened to him
1: dimitri says dimitri from around on discord says so when we were in germany my dad was deployed My mom my sisters and i went to church one evening when we came home someone had scattered white rose petals all over the second story hallway no one else had keys to the house we didn't have pets and it seemed too intentional to be an accident we didn't have any flowers in the house at the time and even if we did they wouldn't have been roses because my mom really isn't a fan. To this day no one is fessed up to doing it and we have no idea who it could have been. That's spooky. that
2: sounds some like some German shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> For some
2: something about that story is like it just makes sense that it happened in Germany too. it's
1: the German it's like the German version of the tooth fairy. He <laughs> just does this.
2: <laughs> uh Bryn Howe on Facebook says uh, my friends and I using a golf course as a shortcut to cross some streets over in the middle of the night. We knew it was private property but it saved just a good 20 minutes of walking when we used the same path back we heard the loudest clashing sound we've ever heard and my head went to someone throwing a rake at a window it was actually just the sprinklers turning on and hitting the generators i like that
1: this has an explanation <laughs> yeah, yeah. thank yeah.
2: god as well i would have been terrified
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um here's one that doesn't have an explanation or does oh. it um from the almighty oh. watcher on discord it says my partner and i drove from my family cottage to a Beach a bit more north. We hit no traffic either way. The trip there took an hour and the trip back took two and a half hours. We had a receipt for food right before we left. The trip consisted of driving straight on a single road for the entire time. Neither of us felt the trip home was any longer. It's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to either of us, and there's no explanation. I I I, like, I would just li- like it was probably just daylight savings time. <laughs> you probably just crossed you crossed the time zone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it was like it was 2 a.m. or something. Um and then like I would love if there's just a hilariously simple Explanation for this, or like you like um, the the receipt for food that they had their time wrong.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other people are suggesting like it's alien abduction, but it's mm. actually just the receipt machine wasn't updated for
1: daylight savings. Yeah, they for daylight <laughs> savings. Yeah, daylight savings is straight up involved somehow. <laughs> and I and, and and I would say that they're like. It's maybe it was like an hour and a quarter of the way there and an hour and a quarter of the way back, but you're rounding it down on the way there. Cause you're like, Oh, we've had a pretty mm. good time we'll round that down about an mm. hour. Um, and then all the way back, it was about an hour and, you know, slightly over an hour, but you round that up to an hour and a half with the extra mm. hour from the receipt time being wrong. Yeah. Not to discredit your spooky story. Cause it is, I'm sure. Just I'm, explain I'm, it away.
2: Yeah. New podcast idea, explaining away spooky mm. stories. <laughs> um, spoodle group on discord says i experienced sleep paralysis which terrifying, is terrifying terrifying um, <laughs> as well as a variety of fatigue induced hallucinations visual auditory and tactile the spookiest of these was when i dreamt that a man made of swamp mud and debris like on the cover of the goosebumps book you can't scare me was reaching out to me i woke up as it put its hand round my throat but when i opened my eyes there was a figure made of shadow looming over top of me i could feel it choking me hear it laughing I could see its pearly white teeth and shining eyes in the dark as it grinned down at me my chest was on fire because i couldn't breathe and not a single muscle in my body would move no matter how much i willed them to then it whispered something unintelligible to me and suddenly i was free i could breathe i could move i was fine it was like nothing had ever been there to this day even though i've had episodes of sleep paralysis and waking nightmares slash hallucinations i've never had one of them so actively harm me as that
1: terrifying that's the worst one
2: worst one on here um (laughs) i i have this nightmare i always think about that i had once um where i didn't include this as spookiest thing that ever happened to me because it like it didn't literally happened. it was a dream but i um i dreamt i was standing in the middle of like a burnt down like a recently burnt down forest so like sort of ash very cloudy Mm. sky and like skeletal trees and stuff something and then in front of me this shadowy figure conjured like you know came into being and it had really really like piercing white eyes um I remember it kinda of looked like Eddie Murphy, but that's neither here nor there. And it all of a sudden um like lurched towards me so that and stopped so that its face was right in front of my face. And then it went and I like woke up to like air hitting my nose. Mm that a cool story? <laughs> uh, it was
1: made significantly less cool by saying it looked like Eddie Murphy. It like, looked like Eddie it's, Murphy. It's such a spooky <laughs> story. <laughs> apart from this, it's just like... No, it's
2: fine. Eddie Murphy would play him in the movie. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, it's just Norbert. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Brent Hasm said um, the night that he watched The Ring for the first time he was in his sister's room which had a DVD slash TV combo when it ended I had to get up and physically turn off the TV because we couldn't find the remote it had been lost for like months so anyway i go to sleep after turning it off and no joke about an hour after i fall asleep the tv turns on and is on static the real kicker here is that when i turn the tv off it was on a blue screen that shows when the dvd source is empty so to get to static this tv had to switch sources by itself that's spooky oh
2: my god i the first time i saw the ring i woke up at like 5 oh, a.m. i died seven reason. days later <laughs> the next day i woke up at like 5am for some reason i remember i turned my bedside lamp on and it like fizzled and went out and i remember just being like are you kidding me are you being
1: serious
2: (laughs) (laughs) um cheese on discord says after watching signs in the theater with a friend we saw green lights in the sky on the drive home we joked about it but we're both
1: pretty spooked (laughs) (laughs) oh that's so dumb that we (laughs) saw
2: um have you ever seen a ufo or anything spooky like that uh
1: yeah i've seen shit at the sky yeah yeah yeah
2: shit in the sky that's the name of the, your like your <laughs> uf- ufology book <laughs> shit in the sky <laughs>
1: one i i was gonna like message my parents and get them to um uh to see because i wanted you know older people's um uh stories like this as well but I, um, my dad telling me that like because the exorcist is he always says it's the scariest movies he's ever seen he saw it in the cinema when it came out and then mm-hmm. uh you know got home it was late screening kind of thing and then was locked out of his apartment <laughs> um, after watching the scariest thing he's ever seen. Wow. And then um, the exorcist got him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the exorcist, the good guy. <laughs> yeah, of the movie. Yeah. <laughs>
2: We've got one final one to go and then yeah. we're done then we're free from this horrible now i'm just kidding
1: uh so sam stanley on facebook says i actually haven't read this story um in advance so forgive me if i get spooked midway through i was (laughs) volunteering at my church (laughs) Uh, to unlock the doors and turn the lights on for the preschool church class the teenagers had (laughs) uh wandering around the darkened hallways i generally find confident oddly that monday morning at reeked strongly of pine i opened the gym door and turned on one set of dim lights and huddled on the opposite side we were about 20 or so pine trees it's legitimately the freakiest encounter i've ever had in adulthood i didn't find out until later that evidently a med- medieval fantasy themed wedding was held there and the trees gave off the illusion of a forested setting still to walk out inside a dimly lit gym at five thirty a.m to suddenly encounter a bunch of real trees yeah all weird
2: That's um, that's, um, some Twin Peaks lost kind of mystery. Like just an out of place thing. Oh.
1: (laughs) Uh, To this day, if I'm ever at anybody's house, if the window for the room I'm sleeping is in proximity to a tree, I will keep the curtain shut. This additionally stems from a Boy Scout camping trip I was involved with when I was 12 The 15 of us rented a cabin, tinned the woods, uh, no covering for the windows, and basically anybody could see us doing everything at night with the lights on. Five of us went on a nature trail and we were goofing around. Ahead of us was a small bridge over a creek when suddenly all five of us just stopped. I remember thinking something didn't feel right in crossing that bridge and the others felt the same, so we went back to the cabin. So there's another tie-in fear of wooded setting at night. It thought that, that that bridge story was going somewhere
2: <laughs> the trees trees is an interesting um thing mm. to have a have a fear of but I think there's definitely meat there to make a horror movie well,
1: especially like trees at night and with mm. them moving in the wind and shit like oh, that is, mm. is, is, is spoopy um, hey yeah. very spooky guys
2: thank you thank you to everyone that um, sent us in a story and I hope you've all enjoyed sort of celebrating what scares us together because I think mm. that's so that's a really fun communal thing to do let us know um what you know how many points you get how many of these stories can you relate to how many of them do you have something to add to or have a similar experience i love this shit i love (laughs) just sitting around at night swapping spooky stories i Mm -hmm. think it's such a fun fun thing to do um and yeah thank you for listening everybody to our spooktober episode on spooky pop cultural experiences um if you want to support the show remember you can um do that by following us on twitter or instagram you can join the discord again which is show notes and uh, there's a link to in the show notes and you can support us on Patreon patreon.com slash Um, where we're going to cut to our um, our post credit scene as soon as this movie stops which is movie this music stops spooky I'm losing all my words <laughs> the scariest thing of all Richard do you have any final thoughts on these spooky experiences
1: boo oh
2: god <laughs> <laughs> Okay, welcome along, everybody, to the post-credit scene. This is a segment where, at the end of each episode, if you give us $5 or more, if you donate that over at patreon.com slash you get to give us something to talk about in this the post-credit scene. Richard, who is this post-credit scene from, and what is the scene itself? This what is the topic of the to scene? This comes to us
1: from Sarah Velling, a.k.a. Mace a uh, uh, mm-hmm. once quite an active fan who has um, disappeared off the face of the earth. So, wherever you are, <laughs> Sarah, uh, we hope you're still listening, and we hope you're safe
2: please let us know you're okay what spooky pop cultural experience did you have
1: <laughs> so uh Sarah asks what's uh, something slash someone weird you love to see in a movie even if it's so stupid or random <laughs> um dialogue actor song style of cinematography setting etc um now i've i've known this is coming for quite a while and i very recently said to you i had a new favorite trope and i said that to you so that i would remember for this um thing mm. so now i can just search trope in our facebook chat um and i can tell you that while you say your answer
2: what was the question
1: uh what's something you or someone you weird you love to see in a movie even if it's so stupid or fully random
2: I really like um fictional brands and like histories of fictional brands. I really like when I or like um like a fictional filmography of a of a you know, celebrity character or something like that. Things like mm. um like um I don't know, Birdman, I like how it's not just Birdman, but there's three Birdmans and he it's like Birdman movies and he turned down doing Birdman four and shit like that. I really like when people create fictional histories for the celebrities in their movies or or even like um i don't know fictional um lolly like confectionery companies with histories and and things like that I, I live for that shit i think that's so interesting and it's in a lot of the media i consume so i end up finding myself enjoying it quite a lot <laughs>
1: yeah um okay uh the 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 trope of well, one trope I, I will mention that i love is when music is revealed to be uh diegetic uh my favorite mm-hmm. is that if you hear music playing and um then you were introduced to a character and they take out their headphones and the music stops or like they take out one headphone and it gets half as loud um mm-hmm. i love that um the the trope that i mentioned to you recently that i love is called uh is, is lampshading xp coexistence <laughs> um and so an XB is like um uh, a version of uh, the fake off-brand version of something they create for the universe. That's
2: sort of exactly what I was saying before. <laughs> I actually funny. wasn't
1: paying attention to what you said. Um, but, <laughs> okay, so, I was
2: basically talking about x Um
1: Oh, well, that will be fun for me to listen back to. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, it's, it's when, like, in a show or a movie, they, they, they introduce something and you're like, oh, well, obviously they couldn't use the real name. Um, and then when they reference so one example that that came to mind is in there's an episode of new girl where they talk about a new dating app and they're like yeah you just swipe right um to do this and swipe left to this i can't remember the name they use but then a character goes oh that sounds like tinder and it's like you think they've made this up because they can't use the word tinder and then they just say oh yeah like tinder um but my favorite example is um in the Homer, they fall, the episode of The Simpsons, where um, Homer fights Frederick Tatum, and they introduce uh, Lucius Sweet, who is a ripoff of, of Don King. And mm. um, Homer sees the photo of Lucius Sweet with Mo, and he says, Wow, Lucius Sweet, he's one of the biggest names of boxing. He's exactly as rich and as famous as Don King, and he looks just like him, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um another example uh is an american dad in family land the smiths go to the titular park and discuss the legend of its founder roy family cryogenically freezing himself class says that it reminds him of walt disney but steve says he doesn't know who that is
2: (laughs) (laughs) that that is great i think it's 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 funny um another example of the simpsons where it's not done for comedy but does happen is the fact that in the show there's um rainier wolfcastle is is mm. like a, a an analog for arnold schwarzenegger but then in the simpsons movie they just use arnold schwarzenegger mm. as the president and i always thought that was interesting yeah and, like rainier wolfcastle isn't in the movie because it's, it's just like, him
1: with a different hair color yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um th- th- another one of this that's not like again like a non lampshaded version lampshade is like when you point something out for comedic effect. yeah, yeah not familiar with the trope name uh the simpsons uh has like angelica button is like their reoccurring harry potter ripoff but J.K. rowling's been in the show
2: yeah yeah kind of ruins it for me <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know if the joke of having arnold schwarzenegger be the president in the simpsons movie was worth this kind of weird
1: <laughs> yeah
2: like trade-off <laughs>